Hello, and welcome to HGTV Obsessed, your podcast for all things HGTV. I'm your host, Marianne Canada, and today we have a special fall preview episode with the host of one of my personal favorite podcasts, A Beautiful Mess. Sisters Elsie Larson and Emma Chapman join us to talk about everything fall and their tips for easy home fall transitions. Then for all my scented candle enthusiasts out there, we have fragrance expert and founder of Harlem Candle Company, Terry Johnson, to talk about her favorite fall scents and how to make them linger in your home. There is so much goodness in these conversations, so let's get right to it. Here's my chat with Elsie and Emma of A Beautiful Mess. Well, Elsie and Emma, welcome to the podcast. We're so excited to have you here today because this is our fall preview episode. Ah, thank you. We are too. I'm wearing my Hocus Pocus sweater from Etsy right now, so I'm ready. We're really trying to embrace the coming season, even though here in Tennessee, it's going to be hot for another two months. We wanted to have you guys on as known fall-obsessed individuals. I'd love for you to maybe start with... How do you guys convince someone who maybe dislikes fall to come over to your side? We wrote in the talking points that we're asking for a friend, but I'm asking for me. I am a summer person. Fall always bums me out. So I would love you guys to like coach me and walk me through it. What bums you out about it? Well, I like sunshine. So the days getting shorter always bums me out. I'm also a gardener. So when everything starts like dying back, that's really hard for me. And I'm a swimmer. Like everything I love the most, I have to like give it all up in fall. So I really could use <laughs> could use a little pep talk, guys. Yes. Okay. We have the pep talk ready to go. We do this fall bucket list every year. We just print out a bucket list, fill it out with fun things, and then we do them, you know, until October 31st. And then we switch to a holiday bucket list after that. And it's the most joyful thing. We both have little kids and we're trying to build traditions and memories. And it kind of just like reminds you of all the fun things you can do, because especially like on a busy weekend or, you know, when you're trying to fill two hours, it's easy to just like fall back to the same routine over and over again. And I feel like the bucket list helps me branch out and reminds me that there's so many things that I want to do. Yeah, I think fall marks like the beginning of cozy season, which is a lot of what's on our fall or autumn bucket list. So maybe we should give some examples of a couple things on the list. Because I feel like a lot of people think like a bucket list and they just think of like end of life. And it's like, no, 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 this is just for the season. This is for this year, autumn season, things I want to do, like, you know, make homemade apple cider or go apple picking with my family or little things like that. A lot of stuff around Halloween. I start looking forward to Halloween basically like January 1st, me, but I feel like now is the time to start thinking Mm -hmm. about what you enjoy about that season. Okay. Well, and I love a good list. You're definitely speaking to me and I could see that being really fun for the kids too. Well, I have to ask you because I know that we see this a lot when we start sharing those fall projects, there's always, it's like very firmly divided. There are the people that are so excited. They're so ready. And then there are the people that are like, it's not even September yet. Mm -hmm. So in your opinion, how soon is too soon to really start leaning into fall? You know, no one gets to decide when you put your pumpkins out except for you. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I think it's 
I, I've already started. Um, I think bloggers get a free pass because we are like, oh, it's for the content, but it's not. I would do it even if I wasn't a blogger. I think that premature fall decorating and getting the pumpkin spice latte when it's still hot outside is just a thing that brings people joy. So I think that just like accept that people are going to make fun of that and live your life. Yeah. You got to dance to the beat of your own drum. And if Mm -hmm. your fall drum starts August 1st, well, you just got to go for it. Right. It's like that classic internet meme. Like it's okay to let people enjoy things. Right. That's the thing is like, there's so many things in life where maybe you feel like you need to like hold someone accountable. Starting fall too early, I think doesn't have to be one of those things. I agree. And I feel like just because I'm starting my fall season, maybe sooner than someone else, that doesn't mean I'm telling them they have to stop summer. You keep doing summer if you want. I'm just getting out my sweaters and my pumpkins and that's my business. So (laughs) brings me joy. Just let me live. Yeah. Or do both. I mean, I'm firmly still swimming laps every day, but also, you know, just started pulling out like our our faux pumpkins because the real pumpkins aren't in the store just yet. So you ladies at A Beautiful Mess, you're just known for being these lifestyle queens. You do amazing crafts. So I'd love to talk about maybe some of your favorite fall crafts, because I know that that's something really people really look forward to in this season. And maybe do you have any new ones you're trying this year? Yeah, definitely. We go full ham every autumn with the recipes and the crafts. So this year I really want to make like wreaths and garlands, kind of like easy things is calling for me. But we have archives of, you know, like 15 years now. So every single year we kind of like pull out some of those ideas. And yeah, there's just so many fun things you can make. Yeah. If you're only going to make one thing, I would make a wreath for your front door or a garland for your mantle, something that you can see every day that'll make you excited. But on my list, I also am like kind of in the mood to do some upcycling of like sweaters or old blankets. I'm going to take a granny square blanket and try to turn it into like a sweater vest. I don't know why I just like had this in my mind, like in July. And I was like, okay, tuck that away because it's not time for the sweater vest just yet. But now I feel like, okay, it is the season. I love that. I feel like that is like the evolution of people have been making jackets and clothing out of quilts this year. I know in your fall podcast episode of last year, one of you, Elsie, I think it might have been you, talked about making a Halloween advent calendar. And I have some serious Halloween obsessed kids. So I would love Mm -hmm. for you to tell me a little bit more about that. Yes. So we made a calendar um, that was just for the 31 days of October. And it's so much fun. I think that people feel like these calendars are too much pressure. So they skip it. But some of the ideas are like play the monster mash, like things like that, that are really simple. Or like, you know, you can get the candy corn. Um, And then there's definitely ones that are more complicated, like you're going to like cook a recipe or you're going to go somewhere and you can strategically place those in the weekends. How I love that. My eight-year-old Hugo is obsessed with Halloween music and has a playlist that plays year-round. I love that. Yeah, I love that. So before we got on, I I was talking a little bit how I I prepared myself for this and I've got my tea and I've got my favorite candle lit. What are some of the cozy transitions you guys do to make your home, you know, just feel 
warm and inviting for these chillier days ahead and darker days ahead? Yeah. So one little ritual as the seasons change, because I'm from Missouri, so we have all four seasons, but I kind of think of it more like warm season, cold season, Mm -hmm. and fall is starting to get into that colder, looking for the coziness, is changing my bed linens. You know, not just like the sheets, because obviously you probably do that more than just twice a year, but changing the quilt to something warmer. And sometimes I will change the sheets to like certain ones that I only use in the winter, like flannels. I have these ones that have like little like chipmunks and like fern type like tree leaves on them. They're just really cute. And they just feel very almost Christmassy, but very fall. You know, even if you're not ready for everything else, which I am, but if you're not, that's like one thing because then it's the end of your day and it's nice to get nice and cozy when you're going to bed at night. I have little kids, so I have Halloween closet. We switched their bookshelf in their bedroom to be all Halloween books. And then another one is just decoration. So there's lots of decorations. And I like to go first for like the more like festive fall decorations. And then once it's like a little closer to Halloween than the scary, spooky decorations. I love that about the Halloween books. And now I feel like I'm going to go to your blog and make a list of your favorites because I can always find an excuse to buy books. I know that here, especially here, I feel like in the Southeast, decorating your porch for fall is like an event, right? People bring full on hay bales and mums and all the pumpkins But I feel like you guys have really mastered the scalable fall porch decor. You can kind of start with just a wreath or you could scale up. So what are some of your easy budget-friendly ways to update your porch for fall? Because I know someone on my team who can easily drop $200 just on pumpkins. Okay, my best tip is to buy the fake pumpkins because they're always on sale and it's basically the same price as real pumpkins, but then you can use them year after year. And you can even like do half and half, but I think having some fake pumpkins is really nice because another thing is here where we live in Tennessee, if I put my pumpkins out in September, they will melt into like sludge from the heat and humidity. Like it's not It's not advisable to do it. And then, you know, simple things like a garland and wreath can go a long way. Yeah. And a one little budget friendly, like if you're needing to fill out a little more space, but you you don't have the storage to keep things all year round or you want something really budget friendly is like those little square hay bales, because you can also kind of open them up and like make a bit of a mess if you want, or you can keep them more pristine, but they can be stackable. It's almost like Tetris cubes. You can kind of do your thing with them. But as you mentioned with the scaling, that is the, like the number one thing I would say to someone is sometimes people I think are scared to dive in because they don't, they're like, oh, I have to buy 200 or $500 of things to make my whole porch. And I'm like, hold up, just think of your future self. Imagine three years from now, five years from now, you've been collecting things each fall. It's going to get bigger and bigger. This is why all the grandmas, you know, have that great collection of stuff all around their house because it takes a while to get there. So don't feel like you have to have it day one. It's like something you're building over time if, if you enjoy decorating your porch for fall, which I do. That's what I tell people all the time about decorating in general is it takes the fun out if you feel like on day one. Your house has to be 100% perfectly finished and decorated. I know you guys also love a fall treat. So what are some of your favorite fall treats to make or eat? My favorite, I think, is homemade Pop-Tarts. It's so cute because we made these pumpkin ones one year and now I have to make them every year because they're so adorable. 
Yeah. And you just make the Pop-Tarts with puff pastry sheets, right? With pie crust. Yeah. Yeah. Pie crust. Yeah. So anyone could do it and you could also do it with your kiddos. It's so easy. Yeah. I also am a big fan of pumpkin cookies and it's a bit of a controversial topic. I think you should add chocolate chips to pumpkin cookies. And some Mm. people feel like, no, no chocolate chips, only pumpkin. You can't mix pumpkin and chocolate. I also really love banana bread all year round, but it's not as fun to bake in the summer because it takes so long to bake in your oven. You have your oven on and it's already hot outside. So fall time is the time to dust off that banana bread recipe. And you can also bake it as muffins if you're wanting something cute to go in that cake stand in your kitchen. Oh, that's fantastic. I think I am pro chocolate chip in the in the pumpkin. Good. Cookies. Me too. Yeah. Yes. Good. More people on my team. That's what I like. For me and the other candle fans out there, what is your all-time favorite fall? That is the biggest thing that I am on board with with fall. I love candles. I love pumpkin spice. Any candle that smells like a bakery, like baked goods, I really love that. Actually, I'm not crazy big on scented candles, but I'm loving the candlestick trend. It's like so cool to me that that's like a trend. And there's so many like little like the molded shaped ones that are kind of curvy. I think those are really pretty. So, yeah, I mean, it's just about that glow. Well, before we let you guys go, we thought it would be fun to play a friendly fall themed rapid fire round with both of you, kind of an either or. All right. Pumpkins or ghosts? Ghosts. Pumpkins. Right off the bat, we have some division. This is great. Pumpkin spice or chai? Chai. Pumpkin spice. Oh. (laughs) Corn maze or haunted house? Haunted house. Corn maze. I feel like we're well, getting like the we're real. Not gonna say, the, yeah, I feel like we're going to have a fight after this. No, <laughs> I love it. But there's no fighting in fall. All right. Cinnamon broom or scented candle? Scented candle. Scented candle, I guess. Those brooms are freaky. Yeah, I agree. I don't want to yuck anyone else's yum, but they are not for me. Campfires or fireplaces? Fireplaces. Campfire. Cable knit or buffalo check? Buffalo check. Cable knit. <laughs> all right. And then this one is just a free for all. Favorite Halloween candy? Uh, Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah, I kind of think I'm going to say Reese's pieces. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, like from ET, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like candy corn. I don't want to talk about it. It is a debate. Yeah. It is. It's very polarizing and I like it and it, and it's fine. Again, mm-hmm. it's okay to just let people like things. Yeah. Love it's what a, you love. Normalize people liking candy corn. It's fine. Well, before you guys go, we do want to have you give a hot take on a trend in one of our favorite segments, Defend the Trend. And Ooh. the trend is pumpkin spice everything. I feel like I know. I feel like I know at least where Emma stands on this. Do you guys think pumpkin spice all the things is overrated or is it totally worth the hype? I love it. I would worship at the church of pumpkin spice if that were a place you could go. (laughs) I love it. But that's me. And you know, I understand if people aren't into it, but I love pumpkin spice everything. I want it as a drink. I want it as a candle. I want to wear colors that remind me of it. Everything pumpkin spice colored is good for me. I think it's a fun theme and it's joyful, but I will say that it does go too far. Like when I saw pumpkin spice cheese, that's Mm. too far. So I do think that there's a line that you shouldn't cross with pumpkin spice. I would try it. I like it. That is devotion. Elsie and Emma, this has just been such a treat to talk to you guys. I feel like you've just personally 
made me feel a lot more excited about embracing fall this year. And now I feel like we need to have you guys on like at the beginning of every season. So I hope you'll come back. Thank you, Marianne. Yeah, we'll come back for Christmas or something because we love the seasons and it was so fun chatting. Yeah, it was so fun. Thank you for having us. I feel personal judgment for my candy corn love, but I'm sticking to it. I only eat it one time a year in the fall. It's one of the few things I like about the season, but I feel alone. I feel like I'm the only one that likes it. But either way, I think Elsie and Emma have convinced me to lean into fall this year. So I'll let you all know how it goes. Next up, we have Terry Johnson, fragrance expert and founder of Harlem Candle Company. And she is giving us all a lesson in proper candle care and how to get your home fragrance to last. Terry, welcome to the podcast. Terry and I, it took me a minute to figure out that we have actually met before. Yes, I know. So cool. I know. Such a small world. We're so excited to have you here today on our episode, Kicking Off the Fall Season, because you are the founder and owner of Harlem Candle Company, an incredible luxury home fragrance brand specializing in these amazing scented candles inspired by the richness and history of Harlem. I want to know, what was the moment you decided to take your love of candles and actually start making your own? You know, it started in November of 2013. And I knew that I was going to be seeing a lot of people over the holidays. At the time, I was going to see my boyfriend's family. I was going to see my family and a lot of friends. And I wasn't going to go shopping for everyone, but I really love giving gifts. I also love receiving gifts. That's my love language. So I decided to make some candles because I love candles. And I also really love receiving candles. I had met a chemist a little earlier that year who had made fragrance oils for a bunch of different candle brands. And when I had this idea that I could make candles, I reached out to him and he gave me some really cool fragrance oils that he made up just for me. And I went into my kitchen, watched a bunch of YouTube videos and decided to make candles for my friends and family. So I didn't have to go shopping and spend a bunch of money on a bunch of gifts that people probably didn't want anyway. I feel like some people bag on the idea of giving a candle as a gift. They feel like it's like not original or it's impersonal. I always love a fancy candle as a gift. It never fails to make me happy. And we've talked a little bit in this episode about how I'm really not a big fall lover as a season, but my favorite part of fall is definitely loading up on the candles. It just feels like candle season is really kicking off. So what are some of your personal favorite scents for fall, whether it's just scents and general or your own candles? I really love candles with tobacco leaves and Palo Santo and bourbon and those very warm, let's just hang out inside and enjoy each other, enjoy a drink and listen to some nice music. I really love candles that put me in a mood, but I I think for fall, I really do love those tobacco scented and those fireplace sort of type of candles. Mm -hmm. I feel like home fragrance is so personal, obviously. And people, you know, maybe have different ideas of what they want their home to smell like. Do you have any tips on creating consistent 
you know, long lasting fragrance in your home. One thing that I think is kind of underrated is the power of a diffuser. So a diffuser can be an oil diffuser where um, there's a fragrance oil in, you know, a glass container with these reeds. And so the reeds give a small, constant diffusion of fragrance all the time. And they're perfect for bathrooms. So you just always have a bathroom that smells good. And you also can strategically place these around your house, in the living room, um, in the kitchen. I actually have one. As soon as you walk into my front door, it's in the corner. It's so you can't knock it and spill it. Every time I'm opening the door and the UPS guy is dropping off, oh, it smells so good in here. Thanks. That's because you're, as soon as you walk in, you're getting a little bit of fragrance. But I really think diffusers are an amazing way. And especially if you have kids or if you have pets, it's a great way to just have a beautifully fresh smelling space all the time. That's a great tip. Also, if you live somewhere maybe where you're not allowed to have an open flame, like a dorm or something, I know from my past experience, uh, dorms can use all the help they can get in terms of helping the smell and the atmosphere, right? Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> and I also know that a nice candle is is an investment and with good reason. I mean, they it's worth it, in my opinion, to splurge on high quality ingredients that you know are safe, but you would definitely want to maximize that candle's life if you've spent 30, 40 or more dollars on a candle. I would love your tips for maximizing a candle's life. And I really, I never trim my candle wicks. And it's like, I know it's like a dirty little secret. Take me to school. Come on, Terry. (laughs) The first thing you should think about when you get one of these brand new fancy candles, you need to give yourself a couple of hours. So an even pool of wax forms across the entire surface of the candle to prevent tunneling because candle wax has memory. The very first time you burn it is actually the most important time because you want an even clean burn where it doesn't tunnel because if it tunnels the first time, it's going to continue to tunnel. So keep that in mind. After every single burn or before you light the candle again, trim your wicks because when the wick is too long and there's these little carbon deposits, you don't want any of that debris getting into the candle wax. One, because it's just, it doesn't look good. And two, you want to keep the wick short so the candle doesn't burn too hot, thus burning quicker, faster, and giving you a lot less lifetime for the candle. You also want to think about storage. So if you have a holiday candle that maybe you didn't use the entire holiday season and you want to store it, store it in a cool, dry place. You don't want to keep candles near the window because the sunlight will affect the performance of the fragrance. You also want to, if there's any of the soot that develops in the glass, just take a paper towel and wipe it. With scented candles, especially scented candles that use a high percentage of fragrance oil, that is very likely to develop. So you always just want to make sure you keep it very nice and neat and clean because candles are more than just home fragrance. They're also home decor. So you want it to look good. Okay. I've, I've learned my lesson. I promise you I will start trimming my wicks. I just never think to do it. Invest but in a wick trimmer. There are wick trimmers. I have one. You what? I know. I was given one as a gift with a candle, with a beautiful candle. I have no excuses. So I promise from now on, I'm going to do it because knowing that it makes the candle last longer is is reason enough because I really do. I am the person that wants to get every drop of wax out of a candle. Well, there's one other thing I need to mention though. You never want to burn your candle when there's just a little bit of wax remaining. You always want to leave at least about a half inch because if there is no wax and there is still a wick that is lit, 
it can cause the candle glass to get so hot and to crack. So you want to make sure that you are not burning it all the way to the very, very bottom. However, if there is still some wax remaining and you want to maximize all of that goodness from that candle, you can always just scoop it out with a spoon and put it in a, a wax melter, put it in a candle warmer, and then you can still get a little bit of that remaining fragrance. That is such a good tip. See, I really, I feel like you could start a course called Candle College with Terry. Well, Terry, before we let you go, since we do have, you know, a fragrance expert on, I thought it would be fun to play a little round of candle matchmaking. I want to give you a few fall moods and I would love for you to match it with a signature Harlem Candle Company scent. Are you ready? Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. Person A, she drinks a pumpkin spice latte every day. Okay, so I would go with something that's very gourmand, and our most gourmand candle is our speakeasy. It has notes of chocolate and some bourbon vanilla and some Palo Santo, and it's it's beautiful. So I would say that you, if you love to indulge in the pumpkin spiceness, then our speakeasy candle. All right, our next person, I have a feeling I know the answer to this one. This person gets the fire pit going and the s'mores out when it is still 85 degrees out day. They are campfire moods all day. Oh, wow. This one, absolutely our Langston candle. Our Langston candle is inspired by the poet and writer Langston Hughes, and it is the essence of tobacco and amber. And it has some incense notes, and it's just really, it's, it is a mood starter. It's beautiful. I feel like it really sparks creativity. So yeah, our Langston candle. It is one of my personal favorites. So highly recommend. That's That was what I was hoping you were going to say. So I feel very validated now. I feel like I've redeemed myself from not trimming my candle wicks. <laughs> All right. Our next person in search of a candle match loves Halloween, loves everything spooky and moody and dark. I would have to say our Josephine candle. Now, our Josephine candle is inspired by Josephine Baker. She was this incredible performer and international superstar back in the 1920s and 30s. But there's something about our Josephine candle that is so evocative and it really does transport you. And you can just, you kind of don't know what's going to happen when you light Josephine. That person, the Halloween spooky loving person, Josephine. A little bit of a mystery. Next up, we have someone who is always in the kitchen, loves baking. Their favorite part of fall is baking treats for all of their friends. This one, there's a couple that I would recommend. We have our Ellington. It's just beautiful and it's complex. And it really, out of all of them, I would say the top, the middle, and the base notes really do play so well off of each other. You can walk out of the room, you can come back into the room and you smell something a little different. Yeah, our Ellington candle and our speakeasy candle is also really great because of because of it, the fact that it's the gourmand one in the collection. Yeah, sometimes I feel like in the kitchen, I want a candle that plays well with other food smells. So that makes sense. All right. Our last person, um, I relate deeply to this to this person, is in the garden nine months of the year and planning their garden, the other three. I love this person. I wish I could be this person. Um, I would say our Lady Day candle. Our Lady Day candle is the essence of gardenia and coffee flower. We spent so long on getting this gardenia just right because it really is just 
it is intoxicating and it is beautiful and you just feel like you've stepped into this beautiful and sexy garden and you want to just stay there. Uh, we also have a, another candle called Dream, which has beautiful lavender notes. But I would say either our Lady Day candle inspired by Billie Holiday, who used to wear the beautiful gardenias in her hair, or our Dream candle, which is a beautiful lavender and ginger candle. As someone who is such a candle addict, it's really been such a delight talking to you. And I have to say, you're even making me a kind of devoted summer person excited about fall. Thank you so much, Terry. You're welcome. This is so much fun. Thank you. I want all of these candles. I'm not going to lie. I think the Josephine candle and the Savoy candle in particular is speaking to me. I feel like I can smell them already. We hope you all enjoyed this fall-filled episode and feel prepared to start your transitions into cozies and candles. I want to give a special thanks to Elsie and Emma of A Beautiful Mess. You can follow them at A Beautiful Mess on all social media platforms, and you can find our guest, Terry Johnson, at Harlem Candle Company. You can find more about all of our guests by checking out our show notes at hgtv.com slash podcast. And as usual, if you loved today's episode, head over to Apple Podcasts to rate and review HGTV Obsessed. Tell me your favorite thing about fall. Give us five stars while you're at it. Don't forget to follow HGTV Obsessed wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next Thursday.